Hello and welcome to the Book Dialogue. This is Sarah and Rebecca and we have something exciting for you today. Miss uh, Rebecca over here suggested The Art of War by Sun Tzu and, and I because I am not going to be seconded by my sister, who she she is never seconded by me. She is brilliant <laughs> all by herself. Oh, I'm not so sure about that. But when Becky mentioned that we should maybe talk about the art of war by Sun Tzu, I I had to go out and read it. Now I hadn't read it before. However, Becky, I have, and the reason why I really thought it would be a good discussion is that. Sun Tzu's Art of War speaks of a way to handle conflict using the best possible strategies for success. And since we like to be successful, <laughs> I thought this would be a good thing. So join on in. Yes, well, it's it's interesting because I am so pleased, actually, that you recommended it because I hadn't read it. And I know you talk about the fact that you should have read it 25 years I earlier. Should've, I should have. Um, so I did and actually came to the same conclusion. And, and it was interesting because I find that the, the prose uh, written by Sun Tzu um, is radically different than my experience of Western language and culture. And when I did a little bit more research, because, you know, I, I... You love research. I do. I do love research. When I did a little bit more research, actually what there is out there is that sense that maybe Sun Tzu wasn't an actual single person, but rather a compilation of a number of military strategists. Much like we talk about William Shakespeare in Western culture. Oh, that's interesting. You know, is William Shakespeare actually the author of every single thing that is attributed to him? Like like him, Sun Tzu is perhaps uh, not just the, the thinking uh, and the thoughts of one particular person. But regardless... Regardless, um, I was absolutely blown away about the applicability of what was written to the world that we live in today. I'm looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> Sarah has been very, very kind to me because she has allowed me to suggest this. I read The Art Aurora a few years ago, and I had wished that I had read it 25 years ago. But the art of war is not something that really resonates with me. War, <laughs> anything in the title? Well, it's interesting because when you mentioned we should talk about the war, the art of war, I went and I got the book and I read it. And it was intriguing because I think I, like you, uh, came to the realization that perhaps I should have read it a little earlier because I think we are so put off by the title of the book and anything that we have heard about it as being a, a military commentary that we discard it from our, you know, the, from our vision because it's not something that we consider that it is important to our lives. Well, you know, if it had been entitled The Art of Peace, which it really is, it would have been a different flavor altogether. Well, it's interesting. And maybe because I've just freshly read it and I haven't done the study of it. You've read it multiple times. Well, and I read it, not read it. I read it with an audio. Uh, 
And I think that anybody that does read The Art of War should have an audio because it was a oral tradition that came from past, past, and passed on. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I, I did do a little bit of study after I read the book. And it's interesting because actually in the, the a Asian culture, um, the concept of writing and storytelling um, is radically different than that which we are used to in the Western world. And interesting in reading the book, I realized that we should make an effort to look outside of our own traditions and our own ideas about what is writing and embrace things that make us think differently. Because uh, I certainly felt different in reading it. That is a, I never thought of that, but you are absolutely right, Sarah. I never thought of the idea of different writing styles, but it's, it's so true. With, with the art of war, there are many translations of it. And you often wonder if the translations were really, had the whole nuances of it. I think it has enough of it, mm -hmm. but it is it is a translation from an oral tradition, which is a very different style. Well, and it's intriguing because the way that it's actually written is written on these long bamboo strips. I did not know that. Yeah, long bamboo strips that they bind together in these big rolls, these, these books. And yes, as such, the way that it's written, it's almost like they're little proverbs or sayings. Um, and as you, if you read them in sequence, um, they all start to piece together because they clump them with similar themes. There's 13 chapters in the book and each one is clumped together in a specific theme. But I, I, I thought as I read the translation, it's, it's nothing that I was used to. I do a lot of reading, but I felt, um, actually free in, in reading it because it was so different that I had a different perspective. And I and now I want to go. There's, in reading it, um, I started the commentary because you recommended I yeah. do a commentary. And I'm so glad you did because it's now sparked all of these other ancient Chinese writers that I want to read. We don't know. We don't even know about them. No, not until not until I, I the commentary you recommended. Mm -hmm. I had no clue. No. We continue to learn. Books are amazing. They're amazing. They open up uh, a whole new horizon. And they, and the whole idea of growing as a person is about opening your mind to new things. And when I read it, um, the the idea of you entitling it The Art of Peace was really quite intriguing. Because I think it's, it's more than just that. Mm -hmm. But it is absolutely right. So how do you think we can embrace that type of teaching in our everyday life today? Um. You mean in terms of the, the proverbs that are coming mm -hmm. from? It's interesting because in looking at it, the art of war is not necessarily about warfare. It was written for that perspective, and it was written from the idea of informing uh, people how to how to do war. But frankly, I mean, the, the sum total of the book is, is that if you were a good master strategist, and you embrace the art of war, you will never go to war. And that was that was so amazing to yeah. me. You will never, ever go to war. Yeah. So I thought, well, we go every day and somehow we have to manage conflict. Mm -hmm. And I think that many of the things that I read, I've been able to, to deal with them in a different way because I read it. For instance, one of the axiom is, and I have said that in my mind, do not 
ever attempt a walled city. Oh, it's brilliant. You never go head first into what you, what you think is, no matter how justified it is, you need to really consider how you're going to approach the problem. Are you going to be angry about it and just go full force? Or are you going to be um, more circumspect, uh, more thoughtful in your approach and, and maybe talk to people rather than just go gung-ho out there? Well, yeah, I mean, using the concept of, you know, the metaphor of a walled city. Well, you know, Sun Tzu suggests that you never attack the city. But there is always the aquifer and the aqueducts <laughs> underneath the city. And, and that's what he recommends. It's yeah. all, you know, war is the art of deception. And um, it's more, I mean, that's just one of the little things. I, that, I always thought that uh, that he always positioned the military strategist next to the, the ruler as being brighter than the ruler. <laughs> did you get that feeling? Actually, I did. I <laughs> the did. ruler, you had to, you had to sort of <laughs> control the ruler because the ruler was the emotion. It was almost as if it was one person. Here is the ruler, the emotional side of who you are. And the strategist, Sun Tzu, who is the more thoughtful one to approach it. Does that, did that make sense? It, yeah, actually, that's very interesting because he did talk about the ruler being the heart. And he goes into the, the five aspects. Um, Sarah, but, you really did your homework. Well, I, I got to keep up with you. <laughs> no, I, I can't keep up with you. <laughs> no, but it, it was intriguing because he did talk about the leader having to have that role. But it was the strategist who really dictated how the war was was fought and, um, you know, going into the concepts of the different terrains and what you do in the different terrains um, can be allegorical or, or um, can actually be applied metaphorically to a lot of the, the, the environment that we live in right now. Um, it was interesting. I uh, did a little bit of research and looked at uh, that the in World War Two, D-Day used the art of war as a mechanism for creating the deception. So they had taken all of the troops and they had put them up in Scotland, allowed the buzz out there that would be picked up by the uh, Axis to think that the um, invasion was going to come from the north. Meanwhile, they're down in the south doing their thing. And this is it all came from Sun Tzu. And he, he even mentioned is the war necessary? Yes. Yeah. Is what you're going to war about important enough to do this? And I think that the part, uh, and I, I would like you to read it. It's, um, it's a quote. Uh, it's a last, it's actually the last sentence. And it's this whole thing. Read it. I love it. Okay. Okay. From here, mm -hmm. no ruler should put troops into the field merely to gratify his own spleen. No general should fight a battle simply out of pique. Anger may in time change to gladness. Vexation may be succeeded by content. But a kingdom that has once been destroyed can never come again into being, nor can the dead ever be brought back to life. Hence, the enlightened ruler is heedful and the good general full of caution. This is the way to keep a country at peace and an army intact. I Isn't think that fabulous? I think that says it all. <laughs>
I, I even start to cry when I read that. <laughs> that's, that's my way. That. That's why. But that. But the thing is, is that 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 he's referring to wartime. But that's that's in the, in the business place. It's it's in our our families, Absolutely. in our communities. It's everything that we do. We need to look for peace. Well, and and remind ourselves that you know, take caution before you take action. Do your research, plan your strategy, and don't allow anger and vexation I love to that. drive. Vex I love vexation. It's a great word. I think I'll have to use that today three times. Um, but don't allow that to drive your decision making mm -hmm. or to uh, to actually sever relationships that could actually tie in time change to gladness. I think, what a wonderful way to end our I, conversation. I think it is. The book dialogue. Dot. Home. And welcome back next time. <laughs> Take care. Take care.